one voice is great, but having a lot of voices echoing what you're saying is when things start to get done. So that's really important. You are listening to the Three Pillars Podcast, presented by the American East Alumni Network. Here is your host, Sam Schwartz. We've got an America East alum checking in from the NFL draft. She is in Vegas working for the New York Giants. U Albany and America East alum Tara Belinsky, community community relations, excuse me, and youth football manager for the New York Football Giants. Tara, you graduated college in 2019. I've been doing that ever since. Uh, excited to hear more about that. But thank you for taking time out of your busy travel schedule to join us here on the podcast. Thanks, Sam. It's great to be here. Um, I always appreciate hopping on whenever the America East calls. So looking forward to talking to you, catching up. I was thinking about it on the way over here. The last time I did a podcast was my first podcast was with you back in, I think it was 2019 at this point. So uh, let's keep the streak going. I love it. And we'll have to toot your horn. Of course, you are decorated, but that was because you were the woman of the year that year. So I'll never forget that. Yes former America East woman of the year. Have you done any podcasts since? I guess I'll ask that follow-up question as well. I have not, but I've listened to a lot more podcasts since primarily because I needed something during the pandemic on those like mental health walks that I found myself taking like four times a day. So um, definitely got into the podcast game a bit as a listener, but not as a podcaster. Well, you are, you're seasoned being on a multitude of platforms, podcasts. We mentioned you've done that. You were on the uh, a Spread Respect Forum panel earlier this month to talk about Title IX, which is really what I want to get into in this podcast, um, on this podcast, as we talk about t- Title IX um, and actually your recent work. You were on WBNG in Binghamton News 12 uh, because you put on an event in the community and have been really working on something that you talked about on that panel, Tara, which is the uh, youth girls flag football that's getting up and and going in New York. So tell us about what you are doing uh, for that and how the kickoff went last weekend. Yeah, absolutely. It's, It's been a real team effort from the Giants as well as specifically when it comes to New York State, the Giants, the Bills, the Jets, the State Association, as well as Nike have all worked together to get New York State up and running when it comes to making girls high school flag football a sanctioned sport. They have a pretty clear roadmap in making sure that in about three years it could be sanctioned, there could be state championship. So our, our goal for year one, which started this year, was to get 24 teams across six sections to participate. And we hit 51 teams in year one. So definitely ahead of schedule, which is great to see. Uh, It's great to be able to be part of those kickoff events. I was there with um, my teammate, Ethan Medley, who is our director of community relations and youth football. And that was our second kickoff event of the season. I would say we started off with section one in Somers, New York with uh, two of our current players, Daniel Jones and Blake Martinez. And uh, we were just in Binghamton with Rich Schoibert, who's a Super Bowl champion of ours was on our team for 10 years. So one, it's great to see the love that our players have for expanding this game, specifically for girls, whether they have sisters, daughters, they wanna make sure that this opportunity is being given. For us from a Giants perspective, like I mentioned, there's a pretty big disparity between 
the opportunity to play football in high school. Because if you look at it, there are about a million more opportunities for boys to play tackle football. And there's no equivalent for girls to play that in high school. So there is a need for those opportunities to be given to girls. And flag football is a game that is very similar to the game of tackle football, provides girls those opportunities to still be in that team atmosphere, still run the plays, X's and O's, all those positions. And it's been incredible to see how they've taken it on how they really embrace it. Nike has donated uniforms for every single one of our teams, including our teams in New Jersey and the Shore Conference. So it's not one of those scenarios where I remember in high school, like we're wearing field hockey uniforms to play lacrosse or we're wearing volleyball uniforms to play soccer, something like that. They're their own uniforms, their own sport. So they're really making it feel like it's a priority because it is. And it's important for those girls to know that and we've been preaching to them. They're pioneers. They're starting this. They're the first ones to do it. And some of these freshmen on the team, some of these sophomores, they could be playing in a state championship by the time they graduate. So we're definitely excited to be a part of that. It's been a real joy watching the sport grow. And it's been happening so fast. And I think that we have our goals set for us. We're looking forward to it. But it's really just taking it step by step, nothing too big at a time and making sure we're doing it the right way. Yeah, you mentioned the growth and the amount of teams that joined just in this inaugural year. That is awesome. And flag football, it feels like, has really, really taken off. Uh, and and it's great to see that there is a girls equivalent for that and, and have a, a, a high school sanctioned sport, uh, make it a high school sanctioned sport, as you mentioned, Tara. Um, but how did this all come about? How did you, as, as the Giants, uh, know that you wanted to get this uh, up and running in New York State? It's always been a priority. I know Ethan really started it uh, a few years ago. We've always, through our youth football grants and everything, have supported tackle football equipment grants for schools in our area. And we reached out to one of our former Coach of the Weeks, Steve Antonucci in New Jersey of Middletown, and approached him with the idea. And our goal is, one, to have strong relationships in our community, making sure that Anyone that we touch, anyone that we work with, they know that it's not just a one and done situation. It's a once a giant, always a giant. So Steve has been with us for a while now, and we really just saw how passionate he was about the game. And he was just like, let's do girls flag football in New Jersey. Like, I want to get this done. The Jets had started it. They were having success. And we wanted to make sure that for the schools local to us, we were making sure that they were able to do it as well. So Steve was our champion in starting it in New Jersey. He took leadership. A lot of the coaches that started that league were the boys tackle coaches in the fall and did girls flag in the spring. So it worked out well. I I do have to say some coaches were saying the girls were a bit more coachable, which I'm biased and would completely agree with. Um, (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Like I've had teammates that are guys, but sometimes like teaching a game to a girl, they just, internalize more, ask the questions. And it's been great to see how quickly those girls have caught on. Our first kickoff event in New Jersey was back in April of 2021. And we asked the girls, how many of you have ever played football or flag football before? Out of 120 girls, maybe 10 raised their hands. But once they got into those drills, those clinic scrimmages, you wouldn't have been able to tell. They really have just like embraced it, like I said, they enjoy it. They're, you have to be an athlete, which all of them are, and they're just really taking it in. And like I said, asking questions, making sure they're doing things the right way, building that foundation. But the Giants wanted to make sure that as much as we've been supporting 
the tackle game youth programs that now it's time for girls to start getting those opportunities as well. And, you know, there are colleges that are offering scholarships. So it's really rather than starting at the top down, we want to start at the bottom up. So these girls can see a pathway that, yes, they can start in middle school and high school and they could get a scholarship to go to college for flag football. So I know that when I was in high school and middle school, my brother was a quarterback of the football team. And I was in awe of watching him out there doing it. I never thought that I would ever be able to play football in any capacity. So now being in this position is, is pretty surreal and um, great to see that these girls are loving every second of it. That's awesome. Yeah. As a student athlete uh, at UAlbany, or actually before that, once upon a time, you you just alluded to, you were uh, a girl growing up playing sports. You ended up throwing at UAlbany. Uh, but, but what, I guess, were your thoughts about watching your brother play football and how are you reflecting on that now, thinking about the opportunity that you are giving these young girls? Yeah, I, I would go to uh, Drew's, my brother, I would go to all of his games and and would be like, you know, I think I could be a running back. Like he could just hand the ball off to me and I would just take it and run. And I think that for me, seeing all of the guys playing football was great. But in my head, I'm just like, I could do that too. And they're not saying that I couldn't have walked onto the football team if I wanted to. Like you said, I played other sports. So in, in the fall, I was playing volleyball, which I loved. But, you know, I, who knows if there was girls flag football, if I would have played it at, I feel like I would have just because my brother did it and my siblings were all athletes. So just trying something new would have been great, would have helped me with my other sports. Um, so like I said, I, I didn't know it was possible, but being here, being able to show these ladies that they're able to do it now and they're not necessarily adopting a boys game, it's their own game. I think that's really important for them to know that they're not just piggybacking off of something else. They're really taking something and making it their own. Terry, you mentioned some of the feedback you got, the reception. Uh, can you elaborate on on that and what it was like just hearing from some of the girls that you saw uh, in Binghamton last weekend? Yeah, it was great. They're, they're a funny bunch of girls and, and they really appreciated the opportunity for us to be out there. They attacked every single drill and just wanted to be the best and, their reception has just been, I would say, they're grateful for the opportunity, but they're they're really competitive. And, you know, we had six teams over there. We made sure to combine all the girls and drills prior to the scrimmages. But once those scrimmages took off and they were with their own team, like game faces were on and they were ready to go, eye black and everything. And it's just great to see them attack everything and for them to know that this is their own thing. I know I keep saying it, but they're, they're really embracing it. And they're just able to see a future where maybe they're not in that state championship because they're seniors, but they're the ones that started it. So when they come back and, and they look at their teammates that come after them or even teammates that they didn't have, just schoolmates, they know that I'm the one that started it. And I think it's something that they take a lot of pride in. The coaches have been incredible. They've been patient because they're learning the game as well. The officials, the athletic directors, everyone has really bought in to all of this and making sure that the experience is incredible for these student athletes and letting them know that we're doing this for the first time too. So if we need to take things a little slower to make sure that we understand it and that we're doing it right, we're going to take things slower because there's no reason to rush it. We want to be the best that we can be. And I think that for more established sports, you don't necessarily get that because you just assume everyone knows how to do it. 
granted shot put, I had no idea what I was doing when I was <laughs> walking into high school. I just threw it like a heavy rock, but um, for flag football, there is, you know, you see the game being played at the NFL level at the college level. Um, but for these girls to know that they can aspire to be tackle football players one day, be flag football players one day. I know that I've been seeing that they're trying to get flag football in the Olympics. Like creating that pathway is huge. And just to know that there are goals that you can set that are attainable, I think is really important for these girls. That's awesome. You guys are doing a great job trying to create this pathway as we celebrate the 50th anniversary of, of Title IX. We're seeing more and more of these opportunities that that hopefully are, and I know is the case in some instances, just normalizing uh, equality in, in a certain sport. And uh, I did actually want to ask Tara what the coaching structure of this was. I know you're, you're kind of just getting off the ground, but um, what, what do you have for, for genders among coaches and who, I guess, are the coaches? I would say there's a bit of a mix. We've worked with the schools very closely. The Giants have worked with the schools, the state association, and there's definitely some of the tackle football coaches that have adopted this role, but also new coaches. Um, we have um, Katie and Jen out of Section 1 and Somers. They had their own girls' flag football league going on before this even started, and when they had reached out to us asking um, if the Giants were planning on supporting expansion, we were just like, your section is on our list. It's for year two, not for year one. And things changed. They were able to make it in year one. And those are local moms in the community that started their own flag league. And they're now coaching the high school team. So you have a mix of everything in terms of trainings and everything like that. We've worked with NFL flag reigning champs partners of the NFL to make sure that these coaches, these officials, athletic directors understand the X's and O's of the game, the rules of the game. So when you're sitting there and it's actually happening, you know, it doesn't feel like some makeshift thing that was just thrown together last minute. And I know also parents want to know the rules as well. I know that when my parents were at games, not saying that they were the ones yelling at the refs, but they would want to know what's going on so they could really enjoy the game even more. So it's really become a whole community that has backed this game, a good mix of coaches. And it's also pretty incredible to see at the kickoff events that we've had, whether it's in the shore conference, whether it's in Somers or Binghamton, how many of the boy student athletes come out to watch these girls and are cheering their heads off and they're just loving every second of it. So it's really the whole entire community is back in this game. It's incredible. There's infectious energy every step of the way and it really makes it enjoyable. Yeah, that's huge too. And I, I bring up the coach's uh, question just about uh, just to transition, I guess, to um, your personal experience and I guess getting into shot put, but then also getting into the professional world. What sort of uh, women did you see that you looked up to and, and enabled you eventually to say, hey, I can be the community relations manager with the Giants? Well, one, growing up, my whole family, like I have my mom, I have two sisters and they were always challenging me to be my best. Like I mentioned, my brother, he played football, he played all sports and my dad were there every step of the way. So they kind of allowed me to dream as big as I wanted to. And no matter what, know that I had support along every step of the way to make sure that if things didn't work out with plan A, they would be there for plan B, C, D, E, F, G. So having that almost safety net really made me feel confident enough to pursue the dreams that I had. 
Um, going to high school, like I said, I had no idea what was going on in shot put. I did know that my friends wanted to do track and field to stay in shape for lacrosse. And I don't run like that. So I just decided to do shot put. My science teacher was a shot put coach and I ended up being pretty good at it, enjoyed it. So decided to stick with that. Uh, and then when I got to college, it was pretty incredible how many women at uni the University of Albany were very supportive and were there for me. I had um, Felicia Gillette. She is one of our volunteer assistant coaches along with her husband, Abel, who um, they both were athletes at the University of Albany and incredible throwers. And she's a teacher and, and really just embraced me as a student athlete and was kind of that level of support where my family wasn't physically there, but I felt like my coaches and my teammates were my family and they added that layer of support for me. And then going to, you know, the administrative side, you have Kara White, Lori Friel, my academic advisors, they were all there making sure that we were having the best student athlete experience possible. But also for me, going over to the office level, the administrators and asking questions about what they do, what do they enjoy about their job? What don't they enjoy about their job really exposed me to working in sports and allowed me to understand, okay, I like what that person does and that person does. Maybe I can combine those things. And that's where the SAC came in and I was able to work with student athletes when it came to academics, when it came to the community. And Kate, obviously from the America East has been incredible throughout this whole process. I know that when I was going through the interview process at right when I was about to graduate, I was looking at um, the NFL with the Giants and I was looking at a conference job as well. And I, I didn't know what to do. I, I was offered both of them and I call Kate and I always will give her the credit that like, she never told me what to do. She made me realize what I wanted to do on my own without like telling me what to do. And I think that's such an important characteristic to have her ability to listen, but also like just share experiences from herself and not like protrude them onto me, but let me know that whatever I decide, I'm going to be great at it. And sometimes you just need someone to tell you that because you don't necessarily believe it until you hear it from someone else. So, so Kate was awesome with that. And then um, going through the interview process with the Giants, you could feel the team atmosphere, specifically in the community relations department, how well everyone got along and that it was some, I knew it was something I wanted to be a part of. And if given the opportunity, it would be a dream come true. So going through that interview process, um, I would call my parents after every call or if I, when I went to the facility and I was like, yeah, there's a special group. I really hope that it works out. If not, it'll be okay. But like, this is what I want. And when I got the call, I remember it was actually around this time because <laughs> Ethan had called me and I was just like, I feel like I just got drafted to the New York Giants. And I was sitting in the Seth Hugh parking lot about to go to practice. And of course, when I got to practice, I could not focus on a thing. <laughs> But it was just like incredible that there have been women every step of the way. And even in the office now, we have an incredible organization, incredible group of women that support each other, that challenge each other, that are making sure that they're giving each other opportunities. And as well as the men in the office, like it's it's a great atmosphere. It's a team atmosphere. We're competitive. We're, we're family and I love to be a part of it.
That's awesome. That's so awesome. It's been awesome to be just a part of your journey, Tara. And I, I do actually want to go back to what you just said about uh, having women on your team. What are you seeing about the Giants internally, not only creating for uh, um, opportunities for girls growing up outside of the organization, but internally, how, how are they fostering uh, environments where, where women have the same jobs as men? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been incredible, especially um, this offseason. We just got a new head coach, a new general manager. We've made new hires on the football side. So we have a few female coaches on that side. And it's been great getting to introduce myself to them, getting to know who they are, eat lunch with them, and hearing their journey to the NFL has been incredible. And on the front office side, specifically in my department alone, four out of the five of, the, of us are, are women. And um, Joanne, she's been with the team, I, I think it's 37 or 38 seasons. Uh, Allie, our, our vice president, she's been with the team for, I want to say, 33. Alyssa, she's, I think, heading into her 12th or 13th season. So they've been there forever. Allison started the department. So, like, it's just been incredible to see the growth and to be part of that atmosphere where they've experienced things, they've been through things. They, help mentor me and guide me through that process, but they're also so open-minded to new ideas, to changing how things have been done in the past. And I think that's really important to be able to evolve in this industry, because if you do things the same, it's not going to last. It's not going to be as impactful. So as a department, we've really been able to do what we do best, but also evolve with our players, with our organization to make sure that we're doing the best that we could possibly do when it comes to the community. This is the 50th anniversary of Title IX, and you were uh, not only just a student athlete, not only a shot shot put thrower, but setting conference records in college, Tara. You still have the outdoor shot put record, our outdoor track and field championships coming up uh, next week at, at Vermont, and being able to excel in that capacity and I guess having some time to reflect on what you did accomplish as a student athlete, division one student athlete. Um, what did that experience tell you about the fact that, you know, I guess while you may not have been been playing tackle football, you still were able to excel in a sport that, that men do, um, and, and be able to be a woman in that position and, and excel uh, just as a man would. I didn't necessarily really start hitting me until I transferred after my freshman year. Um, my freshman year, the track and fields programs were divided between men, men and women. So we never practiced with the men's team. We never trained with them or anything like that. And then coming to Albany, it was a combined program. And to me, I love that atmosphere one, because I'm very competitive. So like, I want to be throwing further than the guys. I don't care if they lift more than me. I don't care if they have better technique than me. I'm, I want to be the best thrower that there could ever be. So having that competitive edge every single day, whether it's in the weight room, whether it's in practice, whether it's in the classroom or in the training room, who can be more flexible or who can ice bath or longer, like we were always making something out of it. So being able to know that I compete along, can compete alongside them was really important and gave me a lot of confidence. Being a division one student athlete, a lot of times you question if you're able to do what you're being asked to do, whether it's excelling in the classroom, excelling in your prospective sport, um, making sure that you're taking time for yourself as well, like creating that balance. I, I questioned if I were doing was doing things the right way. 
throughout my career, but I soon realized that I couldn't compare myself to anyone else. It was me going through my own experiences and making sure that I was doing the best I could possibly do. And knowing that as long as I trained as hard as I could, as long as I was doing everything right in the classroom, I was going to be the best athlete I could possibly be. And having those guys alongside me as my teammates, my coaches, all of our support staff, they, like I said, they gave me that confidence to know that I could be the best thrower ever. And knowing that gave me a little extra edge in the circle and just allowed me to take some risk and make sure that you just throw as far as you possibly can. You see where it lands and have fun. And it's, it was a real joy. I do miss it. I am watching you all being track and field every single weekend. Um, Shelby is knocking on the door of that conference record. So I'm excited to her. I'm excited for all of our throwers. It's, it's really good to see my teammates who I was with excel. And it's really good to see the program that I, I was a part of excel as a whole. And I take a lot of pride in that as well as a whole conference. Whenever we get some regional qualifiers, national qualifiers, I could say they're from the America East Conference. They're from my conference. They're representing. I was just talking about uh, Binghamton track and fields when I was up in Binghamton and letting them know that they have some national runners up there and they're doing a great job. And those high school coaches didn't realize it, but you could just see like their eyes brightened up a little bit and they had pride knowing that they're from Binghamton. So it's it's been a special journey and I'm very happy and grateful to still be in the sports world and still be able to make an impact. Super awesome. I do want to end on the fact that you are an America East alumni and just uh, ask you how um, alum, being an alumni has been. But I do want to go back really quickly before we do that, Tara, to something you said on the on the panel uh, about just having a voice as a student athlete, which you admitted was not something that you really realized until about now. So how how are you taking that and empowering the girls in this flag football league to to realize um you know the the platforms that they have or will have when they become uh, some of them division one student athletes uh, which is really exciting to, to actually think about the, pr- the prospect <laughs> of that you know we gotta get the american east to be the first one so let's do it <laughs> there we go I'll, I'll i'll leave you to it I'll, I'll help you out as much as i can but i know you're you're the woman for the job so um yeah how how i guess have you just thought about uh empowering these these girls and and allowing them to um, make names for themselves and um, advocate for for gender equality yeah I, I think being part of the New York Giants organization it carries a lot of weight when you're going out into the community and the passion that our department our organization has to empowering kids specifically women in sport, boys in sport, and letting them know that they could do whatever they put their mind to is important because in a a lot of the cities that we're doing outreach in, they don't necessarily have the same support systems that other cities have when it comes to underserved communities. And we want them to know that, listen, no matter what's going on, you have the support of the New York Giants and you have the NFL team backing you because they believe in you. You know, I at the high school I went to, we were on Long Island. It was hard to get professional teams there, but I would go up to Albany for training camp when the Giants were up there and just being able to see those people, those athletes, the coaches, the support staff on that field, it kind of sparked something in me to know that I have something to look forward to, whether it was being a football player or helping support football players. So I think 
being out in the community as a New York Giants is really important to us just because those student athletes are able to see, wow, they care about me. I don't care if these girls catch a million footballs for touchdowns. I don't care if they run for a thousand yards. I want them to know that they have someone that knows that they can can succeed if they don't believe in it themselves. I think confidence is huge for these girls to have. And I think that them having the support of their coaches, their athletic directors, their community as a whole is really important. And them being athletes, they have to know that they're looked at as idols a lot of times. The people are watching what they do. They're watching how they do it. They're watching how well they do it. And there is pressure that comes with that. But I think it's a pressure that can be respected in a way because you earned it. You did the work to get there and understanding that, yes, your decisions, the words that you say hold weight. But that's also important to know because you can really make a difference when it comes to inequities, when it comes to things that you don't think should be happening when a student athlete is raising their hand and standing up for something, it can really spark like a huge reaction in a good way, as long as you're harnessing that and making sure it's being done for good. So we just want these girls to know that the New York giants are supporting them. Our organization is behind them every step of the way. Our community relations department is making sure that they're getting the resources that they need, just getting the opportunities. And I think that's important to know that, when you have a voice as a student athlete, knowing that you have the support behind it as well, because one voice is great, but having a lot of voices echoing what you're saying is when things start to get done. So that's really important. The America East supports you and all of our student athletes, especially proud of what you've been able to accomplish, Tara, and setting that example. I certainly wish I had someone like you to look up to when I was a kid playing whatever. I mean, I probably would have been a shot putter at that rate, but um, <laughs> I love to hear it. Thank you. Yeah, just such an inspiration. Uh, truly proud and and everything that you've accomplished, well deserved. Former Woman of the Year, of course. But what's it like? being an alum and have you had any other instances where you have been able to share notes on Binghamton track and field or, or connect with uh, somebody who was also an America East alum? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we, back when I was in college, there was the career and sports forum at, uh, for the NCAA in Indianapolis that I went to with a, a few America East athletes that we're still in contact today. Um, Instagram is a great thing. It's able to connect you to people all over the country, all over the world. So we're able to keep tabs on each other. Um, I know Sho, who was from UMBC, he was on the track and field team. He was working for USA track and fields. He's now working on his own developing student athletes, making sure that they're having opportunities. So it's been great to see his success and really come to his own and make sure that he's doing this for the best, better of his community. Um, you know, Justin Berger, who's an Albany alum, America East alum, he's now at Stony Brook. So it's been great to hear his journey. Um, and those are all people that I, I looked up to as a student athlete. And now that we're all adults, I guess I was an adult in college, but I didn't feel like one. <laughs> um, we're able to just share our experiences and have that mutual respect for another and also know that we're always going to have that connection of being an America East alumni, being an America East student athlete that we all take a lot of pride in.
Again, that you named just a, a handful, a small amount of all of these American East alums who are doing great things in the world and uh, couldn't be more proud to be in American East and, and have, have gotten to know people like yourself, Tara, and super excited to see where this flag league goes uh, and, and girls flag football, not only in New York State, but beyond. So keep up the good work and uh, especially looking forward to seeing your face possibly uh, Thursday night at the draft. Yeah, let's see it. Go Giants. Thanks for listening to the Three Pillars podcast brought to you by the America East Alumni Network. More episodes can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. So hit that subscribe button to be alerted to new episodes. And for more, visit AmericaEast.com.